0: The Empire is close on Castian's heels, trapping him alongside Kida on the planet's surface. Their only chance to escape is diving deep and facing dark fears. Castian is looking around for a second, pauses, before taking hold of Kida's arm and pulling him back into Luna's. And Castian's walking towards that hatch where he saw Luna duck under, and he's going to try to open it.
1: It is locked. Looks like it's a computerized lock, possibly even biometric. You can try to slice it. You're not sure how long that would take.
0: Uh, Castian is going to try to slice it, but the old fashioned way. He activates his lightsaber blade, (laughs) spins it around and then digs it into the hatch and starts cutting around it.
1: And it is certainly no match for a lightsaber blade to slice through. You are easily able to cut a hole through this trap door. As you look down, it looks like it's a hole that just goes into a black abyss. If you hold your blade over the hole, you can see down for a couple of meters, but not much past that, and you're not sure how deep down this goes.
0: Kira? Do you really
1: want to hide someplace and not know if there's an exit?
0: Well, I don't know if you understand this, but this is not just a pirate raid being done on a small encampment. Those are four- Victory class Star Destroyers that are releasing TIE fighters within moments after a hyper jump, which means they're here to hunt down and stop anybody from escaping, which means they're here to take prisoners and they don't take pirate prisoners unless those pirate prisoners are holding on to something very valuable, like most likely two Jedi who are here hiding amongst them, which means we need to start taking chances and getting the hell out of here. And this is the only ladder I've seen down the mountain. Unless you know of a better place to start our trek away from here.
1: Don't really relish going through the wilderness with you
0: again. Oh, yeah, but at least we don't have worms in our head. Come on. This is good enough for Luna. It's good enough for us. And Castian is going to deactivate his blade and start climbing down.
1: Castian, as you start climbing down the ladder into this hole that leads God knows where, please give me a perception check. Difficulty? Difficulty, average, and two setback dice.
0: Uh, One advantage, two successes.
1: Okay. Luna obviously doesn't use this passageway very often. So her security measures are covered in dust and debris that happened from being buried under a mountain. Her security measures are going to explode quite soon. You can either... Keep climbing down and hope that you can get beyond where her explosives are and that she hasn't just set up explosives to go on for several meters. Or you can pop back up and hope that the floor doesn't collapse out from under you.
0: Castian is going to use the force to propel himself out of this hole and as he says, nope, bomb, bomb, and he's jumping.
1: Simply roll me a force die to see what side of the force you uh, rely on in order to make that jump.
0: I got a light side and two dark side, but Castian's going to use a dark side.
1: Take that conflict.
0: So yeah, Castian is calling upon the dark side to rip himself out and rip himself out. He does. He flies up.
1: Very easily you're able to jump out of the hole, your feet clearing that trapdoor entrance just as the first explosion rumbles through the rock. The floor of Luna's begins to crack and shudder as the solid rock that it was built on crumbles beneath it.
0: Oh, yeah. We're getting out of this place then. Castian is running with Keita to the exit or to a window, wherever's closer that they can leap out of.
1: Yes, you can easily make it to the front door.
0: Castian stumbles back out of the street and looks towards Keita and says, All right, well, I guess we're taking the road then. Uh, Where are we going? I'm drunk. Okay, hold on. And Castian kind of leans forward and just takes a few breaths as... He's just trying to get rid of these setback dice.
1: You hear from above you the familiar whine of a stormtrooper troop transport.
0: Castian turns back towards Kita. All right. I am very drunk and I don't know if you're drunk, but- Follow me. Very well. And Castian is going to follow him.
1: Kita has spent more time in Blood Peak Cove than you have, certainly. And he runs along the edge edge of this cliff face with incredible confidence doesn't seem to be drunk at all. In fact, you almost wonder if he was actually drinking the whole time that the two of you were playing or if he was just miming to get you more comfortable speaking with him. And he very suddenly makes a sharp right turn into what looks to be another blind alley. Except when you follow him in, you realize that this is another den of iniquity here in Blood Peak Cove. Much like Luna's, the place is completely empty. You also know immediately upon entering and taking a deep breath that it was very recently inhabited by heavy spice users.
0: All right. I know I said I just wanted to live the day and enjoy myself until I'm caught. But I don't know if doing spice right now is the right call, Kita. Spice is merely
1: a drug. Like any drug, it can be abused or it can be used to your advantage. And Kida hops behind another bar and starts scooping up a variety of vials. This is essentially like a hookah bar. There were communal pipes that are placed around the room where, in an ideal world, it would be used as a social lubricant, much like you would go to a drinking bar and have a couple of light drinks with your buddies. People that don't have a problem could come to a place like this and just relax a little bit with their spice of choice. But of course, in a place like this, most likely they were here for harder reasons. However, Kida seems very confident as he is mixing a concoction behind the bar that will hopefully counteract your drunken state.
0: While he's mixing, Cassian is going to look around for any security terminals. He's hoping that maybe since this is a den of inequity, they're all about security and keeping, you know, people out or keeping an eye on for even rival gangs. So maybe they have some cameras out in the streets. So that's Hmm. what Cassian's looking for right now.
1: Sure. Give me a perception check. This is going to be a hard check. And again, you still have your single setback die because you are still drunk.
0: I'm gonna use one of my destiny points to upgrade one of my my green to a yellow. Sounds good. Failed with three threats and one triumph.
1: The spice den is oddly quiet. Far away, you can hear the sounds of an aerial dogfight happening between the pirates who are still trying to escape and those TIE fighters. But the spice den is coated on the floor and the walls by thick, luxurious rugs that are designed to deaden the sound in this place. Castian, you have experience with spice firsthand, and you know that some strains can really heighten the senses, which can make it painful to be around loud sounds. So, these rugs are obviously intended to deaden that effect and keep their users and their customers as comfortable as possible as they are chasing their high. These rugs everywhere make it very difficult for you to search anything, they're heavy they smell. They obviously haven't been cleaned in a long time. So every time you try to move one, a puff of dust and God knows what else erupts in your face and you're not able to find any kind of security system. However, you did roll a triumph. So that does mean that you find something very useful. Behind one of these rugs, you do find a safe.
0: Castian, he can't pick this thing, so he's going to just try to cut it open with his lightsaber once more.
1: And while this is a high-quality safe, it's not one that is lined with a metal that is impenetrable by lightsabers. So once again, you are able to very easily gain access to it. Inside, you don't find credits, perhaps, unfortunately. You do, however, find some highly illegal weapons.
0: Ooh, what kind of weapons?
1: There's definitely a couple of thermal detonators. There are some blasters that have been highly customized to have a a much greater damage output. They don't have stun
0: settings. Kida found some weapons and he's taking two of the blasters, putting one in his holster, and then he's grabbing all the thermal detonators that he can. And how many do I got? How many? Is it a bandolier of thermal detonators? What?
1: It is five thermal detonators. There is a belt you can attach them to if you wish to have an easy way to carry them.
0: Yes, and he's going to quickly move towards Kida and slam one of the blasters down next to him. Just in case we don't want to be advertising that we're Jedi. If the pirates know why the Empire is here, they might just try to do the job for them. Collect the bounty and be let go.
1: Kita slams a vial down on the bar next to the blaster. Bottoms up.
0: Ugh. Castian stares at the... Is it a drink? Is it a spice? Is it... Is
1: it, is a, it is a drink.
0: Down the hatch, I suppose. And Castian, you know, what, is just going to trust him. And he's going to down this thing and gulp it down.
1: Give me a resilience roll. Just average difficulty.
0: I actually have a decent resilience. Three successes, one threat.
1: With three successes, you are going to eliminate that setback die. Absolutely no problem. However, with that threat, you have five minutes where you are not up to moving outside of this spice den. The liquid that Kida has you swallow just coats your throat. It almost feels like a gel is clogging your esophagus. It's difficult to breathe for a moment. And then you feel hot. You feel hot and sticky and sweaty as your nose is just overcome with the smell of alcohol as whatever concoction Kida has put together is making you sweat out your drunkenness.
0: Castian immediately is going to stumble around, you know, as he deals with a stomach ache and grab anything that looks like water. Like this is a place that deals with people with dry mouth because of the spice. He's looking for any canteens, anything that can get him hydrated because he is he's dying of thirst. He's so thirsty. He's desperate for a drink.
1: You find a canteen of water, but when you bring it to your mouth... You're unable to swallow. You're going to be fine. Just sit down before they hear you.
0: And Castian does what he says. But again, he's going to try to keep on getting water down in his system when he can.
1: Kida was not trying to kill you. The concoction is doing its job of sobering you up. So you don't feel well. But even though it feels like you can't swallow and you certainly can't get any hydration in you and you might feel like you're dying... You're not. You're not taking any strain. You're not taking any damage here. You just wish you were dying. And that feeling might increase when you hear the familiar footsteps of stormtroopers outside. You can't tell how close they are yet. Your hearing seems to be improved by this concoction that Kida forced down you. So once they seem like they are right beside you, as well as... A couple dozen meters away. You can hear them talking to each other, issuing orders to search the buildings. Can't tell what they're looking for. They haven't said that. But they're being ordered to go
0: into each of the businesses along Blood Peak Cove. How long do I have until they enter this establishment?
1: Maybe a minute, depending on how thorough their searches of the other establishments and whether they discover anything there.
0: Seeing that Castian's no longer drunk, he now remembers that he does have somebody on this planet that is, you know, usually an ally. So he pulls out his communicator and he's trying to reach out to Bone. Uh, Bone, Bone, can you hear me? Great, the Empire is here. I repeat, the Empire is here. Uh, I need you to calm down, listen. I need you to find us a way off this planet. Well, fine, Uh, find us a way off this mountain at least. I don't know. Find an old tort for sure. Do your magic. I believe in you. I need to go. Stormtroopers are approaching right now. Just contact me when you find anything. Yes, of course. I'll be careful. You be careful, too, okay? And Castian is going to deactivate his communicator and look towards Kida. Maybe you'll find us a way off this rock.
1: I'm not going to hold my breath.
0: Cassian's going to reach into his cloak and pull out his shoto blade and he activates his lightsaber.
1: Now, this is the first time that Kida has seen you with the new aquamarine shoto blade, right?
0: Yes, I do believe so. He didn't have it on Dathomir.
1: So when you activate your blade, the aquamarine light, barely able to penetrate the haze that is this spice emporium that you have taken refuge in, there's a fleeting look that crosses Kida's face. You can't quite place what it is.
0: Casting at this point, doesn't care.
1: Exactly. Maybe if this wasn't a life or death situation, you could analyze it a little bit more. But there's stormtroopers at the door.
0: Casting is going to uh, move towards one of the carpets. You said there was carpets on the wall.
1: Yes, carpets covering the walls, covering the floors, some pinned to the ceiling.
0: And he's going to actually deactivate his blade and hide behind one and wait for the stormtroopers to enter.
1: Okay. Kita is going to see what you are doing and follow your lead.
0: And as we're waiting, Kasteen's going to mumble to Kita. They usually travel in fours, but I need you to attack nothing but the chest plates. I'll attack the helmets. Just trust me on this one. Do not attack the same one I'm attacking. Got it?
1: And Kita nods.
0: And then we're just waiting silently.
1: Now, would you like to roll a stealth check against the stormtroopers? Yes, I would. This is an average check where I am upgrading the difficulty on one of those so one red one purple
0: can i get a blue dice because i am hiding behind this large carpet
1: yes you can have a boost die for that
0: okay two advantages
1: so two advantages no successes technically means you fail this but something is going to go in your favor so there is a long moment casting where you are hiding behind these carpets and you can't see anything these are thick carpets And you even feel the hint of a sneeze tickling at your nose from goodness knows what sort of detritus is lodged in these carpets that have been on these walls for goodness knows how long. But before you can sneeze, you hear the soft padded footsteps of a stormtrooper stop directly in front of you. Come out with your hands up.
0: Castian's going to bite his tongue and look towards Kita and hold out a hand as if to say... Don't go. Don't move. And then Castian will leave.
1: As you are stepping out from behind the carpet, you hear a commotion from the other side of the room. It sounds like one of the carpets is being ripped down from where it is held up against the wall. And you hear someone flailing in the carpet.
0: (laughs) You'll never take me alive. Castian's going to poke his head out after this commotion goes on for like, a couple seconds to see if the stormtroopers are still looking at him or if they're focused on this fun little distraction. What's going on?
1: So to your advantage, somebody else had the idea before you walked in to hide behind one of these carpets up against the wall. It is a dug and the dugs are a very strange, somewhat humanoid race that has evolved to walk on their hands and use their feet as their primary appendages. So imagine somebody walking on their hands with their feet kicking up in front of them.
0: Oh, so it's, oh yeah, yeah. He was a pod racer in episode one, that monkey-like thing.
1: And he is struggling to get out from behind the carpets. And the two stormtroopers that had come into the spice den are looking at him at the moment.
0: I'll take any advantage I can. You know what? Castine's actually going to activate his blade, and he's going to force sleep towards one and slice off his head.
1: I will allow you to activate your lightsaber, but then I'm going to need an initiative roll. And I am going to say, while they will be using cool because they are generally prepared for combat, you get a boost die because they're not looking at you. So they're surprised that the attack is coming from behind.
0: Great. I got four successes.
1: Castian, you go first, then the troopers, then Kida, then the dug.
0: To activate my force jump, I rolled my force dice, and to Kida's dismay, he feels Castian calling upon the dark side, fueling the jump, and Castian is now going to attack. Three successes, one triumph. So Castian is going to pull out uh, 10 damage to this guy, and he's also going to activate his critical hit, unless I've killed him.
1: Lightsabers basically obliterate Soak, right? Pretty much. So even though stormtroopers have fairly decent soak, they are no match for a lightsaber. You take out the stormtrooper in front of you.
0: With my triumph, can I have absolutely just decapitated him at the neck? Yes. Great. So Castian goes with the perfect swing, cuts right through this guy's head, it tumbles down and Castian lands in a crouch and then turns and looks towards the other stormtrooper who probably is kind of surprised.
1: The stormtrooper takes his blaster rifle, aiming it directly at you. He you for 12 damage.
0: Okay, and I could soak four of that, so he got me for eight. All right. So Castian takes a hit to the shoulder and stumbles back.
1: Next up is Kida. So he is also going to activate his lightsaber. And with two successes and an advantage, is also able to make short work of the stormtrooper. The Doug finishes kicking his way out from the carpets. A massive dust cloud pops up as these carpets hit the floor and he glares at you not seeming to realize that you've eradicated the threat and he seems ready to fight you
0: run and i'm going to try to intimidate him
1: oh i like it so give me an intimidation roll
0: and i'm going to actually activate intimidate which is one of my skills and i think it gives me a bonus
1: So intimidating when attempting a coercion check, the character may suffer a number of strain to downgrade the difficulty of the check a number of times equal to the strain suffered. If you take one strain, you don't have to roll.
0: Yeah, I'll take one strain.
1: You tell this Doug to run and he blinks at you and follows your orders, dashing out into the street where you hear a couple of stormtroopers shouting at him to stop and he continues running.
0: That'll buy us a little time
1: you hear more of the stormtrooper boots outside running past the doorway.
0: Castian is going to take hold of the stormtrooper he killed and drag it behind the bar. Then he's going to look towards Keita and say, bring him here. Castian is actually going to be stripping these guys, one of their helmet and the other one of their chest plate that should be unmarked by the blade of a lightsaber. And he's going to hopefully have a complete set. While he's doing this, uh, since he was able to cut off at the neck, he's going to hand the helmeted head to Kida and say, see if he got a call through. And Castian is going to see if he can actually change into a stormtrooper outfit.
1: Now, when you're handing the helmeted head over to Kida, is this the,
0: the head is still inside? Oh, yeah. Castian didn't pull it out. He doesn't have time. He has to deal with his own body. And this might be a little bit disturbing to Kida. Castian is honestly in his element. He is calling on the dark side. He is using fear. And he is not even thinking so much as reacting. So this is not the fun side of Castian, clearly.
1: But Djarak table seems so long ago. (laughs) Yes, Kida is obviously very disgusted as he pries the helmet off of the head of the dead stormtrooper. You might notice out of the corner of your eye, Castian, that he doesn't just let the head fall to the ground as he removes the helmet. He actually rather respectfully sets it down, showing respect to his enemy even at this time. And then he does hold the helmet back up to his face, not putting it on his head, but you know holding the faceplate up so that he can listen to the radio. Yeah. Wait. I think there's only one.
0: Well, good. Good.
1: But someone's going to come looking for these guys. They're not responding to their calls.
0: How long would it take me to dress up as a stormtrooper?
1: You have four light side points, Billy. Yeah. Do you want to use those to make sure that you have no problem getting into this suit quickly and efficiently?
0: Yes. How many points will it take me to get into a stormtrooper outfit? Two. Two. Yes, I will pay two points as long as the stormtrooper outfit fits.
1: Yes, that is why it costs two. Great.
0: Great. Castian's going to pull off the binders that most stormtroopers have, and he tosses them towards Kida. Congratulations, you're my prisoner. I'll say you're a pirate that attacked me. And I'm going to activate my hand communicator and say, Bone, do you got anything for me yet? What is it? I'm not loving a lot of this right now, Bone. What, what do you have for me?
1: Bone gives you a set of coordinates. From your memory of the geography here, that's the other side of this mountain.
0: That's quite the trek. Anything closer? Send me the quickest way to get there. I'm, uh, I'm downloading the map right now. And Castian is going to pull out any files that he has. Basically, uh, uh, it's, he has a holo imager. So it's like a holographic viewing of like the mountain.
1: Something must be wrong with Bone because he's given you the shortest path to the other side of the mountain. A straight line through the mountain.
0: Bone, are you telling me there's some sort of passage through the mountain? Okay, can you get to the other side, or do you need me to come get you?
1: He'll meet you there.
0: You sure? Okay, okay. I'm not leaving without you. We'll get there, we'll get out of this place. uh, Wherever this is. Is this a ship you're taking me to, or what?
1: You start to hear Bones reply. And then a sharp static.
0: Ah, They're dampening the signal, damn it. Okay, Kida. We're going to try to march our way out of here, you being the scummy pirate that I found. Is that good? These don't
1: seem like the taking prisoners type.
0: Well, we'll try our hand at that. If not, we're going to have to run and gun it. And Castian's going to put the binders on him, but he's not going to activate them. So they're not actually locking him down. And uh, he's probably going to have to deconstruct his lightsaber pike in order to hide it on him. But Castian is going to hand over his blade, his shoto blade. Okay. Hold on to this for me. Don't break it.
1: I've been handling lightsabers longer than you've been alive.
0: Well, I've seen you as a Jedi, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to shove him towards the door. I think there's a lot of room for improvement. And I'm going to march him out with this blaster rifle in my hands. And I'm just going to walk out. What's going on around me?
1: Overhead, you can still see those four Star Destroyers looming and continuing to send out TIE fighters as the last of the pirates make their ill-fated attempts to escape. On the ground you see several sets of stormtroopers in groups of four continuing their patrol searching the establishments. And they are definitely in a hurry. Presumably because they know there is at least one Jedi on the planet. And amongst these stormtroopers you do see one that has the shoulder patch indicating he's a captain. He hasn't seen you yet. And finally, amongst the ships overhead, you hear one slowing down, preparing for a landing, an Imperial shuttle.
0: Castian's hoping the captain's focused on Matt, because it seems like that would be an officer or somebody who's in charge of this little party. Oh God, I hope it's not an inquisitor coming down to land. So most likely they're preparing for them to make room for like a landing pad and securing the area so knowing it's shot, that is important. So Castian's hoping to get Kida out of here, pushing him along towards the, uh, wherever he's supposed to be going. So he's hoping to, I guess, is it stealth? It's kind of stealth amongst the people.
1: Yeah, that's definitely still a stealth role. Your stormtrooper armor will help you. That will give you a boost die. Your difficulty for this is average with one of those upgraded because the captain is an adversary.
0: I got one success and a despair.
1: You are successful in going away from where this Imperial shuttle is making to land. All of the attention is over there or your kind of peon stormtroopers are busy looking elsewhere. So you reach the edges of Blood Peak Cove and the edges of where the Imperial forces seem to be focusing their search. However, beyond the edge of Blood Peak Cove is where the pirates who didn't decide to go to the sky have gathered. And because you got a despair, you don't get to roll to avoid this. They're going to get an attack of opportunity as a gang of pirates see a lone stormtrooper and want to attack. So they jump out of the scrub brush and rubble that makes up the makeshift fence denoting the border of Blood Peak Cove. What is your defense against melee? Uh, One. A group of three pirates jumps out, wielding makeshift weapons. They don't want to pull out their actual blaster pistols because that attracts more attention. So wielding clubs and bats and pipes, they jump out at you. They fail, but with an advantage. And so as they leap out, they aren't able to do any damage to you, but you are knocked prone. Now you may roll vigilance.
0: I got two successes and two advantages.
1: Kita rolls a triumph, so he gets to go first, breaking out of the binders as they were not activated. He does a shoulder roll to get behind the pirates, and you feel him tapping into the force now, obviously tapping into the light side of the force, as he uses force move To move one of the boulders, that's about waist high, you know, it's about half the size of a a full-grown person, and he slides it between the pirates and yourself. Not attacking them, but putting up a defensive barrier so you can get to your feet. And he says, stop, we're not who you think we are. Castian.
0: Castian is reaching behind him into that stormtrooper backpack that he has. And as he stands up, they see uh, him holding up a thermal detonator in his hand. And then Castian rips off the helmet and snares at them and says, listen to the man. Oh, this is going to become a very nasty ending for all of us. Now, I've had a really bad day and I am not going to be picked up by no empire. Now, if you want to fight, I'll fight. But it's going to be very bloody for all of us.
1: Give me a coercion roll. Difficulty one.
0: Yeah, three successes. Castian is just standing there with a thermal detonator in his hands. Now, are you going to run away or are we going to have a problem?
1: As the pirates are staring at you, obviously taken by surprise by your threat, you recognize the one that everybody is looking at out of the corner of their eye. They're looking to him for direction. And it's that bearded man that you saw earlier, the one that you thought was a slaver but actually was... Just looking to reunite with his wife and his kid.
0: Cassian's going to look around for the wife and the kid to see if they're hiding anywhere.
1: You don't see them. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. They could be very good at hiding.
0: Cassian's going to hesitate for a second and then just kind of lower his arm a little bit, but still has his hand on the trigger. And says, listen, I understand we're all just trying to survive this. I'm trying to get out that way.
1: The bearded man turns back to look at Keita. He telling the truth? Yeah, he is. The bearded pirate turns back to look at you and just gives a nod of his head over his shoulder, indicating that his men should stand back, clearing the path for you.
0: Cassian's going to put on his helmet and then he's going to pause as he considers. And then he's going to reach into that backpack and pull out the, the belt of thermal detonators that he have and then tosses it towards the man and says, give him hell if you need to. Thanks. And Castian is going to run. A thermal detonator in Castian's hand is not great. I mean, especially if I'm trying to sneak away. If these pirates want to throw thermal detonators at the bad guys, I support that fully.
1: As you are putting the helmet back on, Castian, the radio is still broadcasting. Apparently the dampening field is aimed at specific frequencies and so the stormtrooper radio is broadcasting out of the frequency that is aligned with the dampener, so their communications can still get through in the short range. And you hear, presumably, that stormtrooper captain that you saw earlier, or someone of similarly high rank, telling everyone to attend to the Imperial shuttle.
0: And Castian is going to start following his map still, like uh, that map, that that path that uh, Bone told him to head towards. There's no reason to delay, so he's just going to keep on going with Kita. Akita uh, and him have uh, completely d- stopped using the binder trick, and now they're just both running side by side. Akita uh, probably has his pike out now. Casting now has his lightsaber out. They're not trying to fool anybody. They're just trying to run as fast as possible now.
1: You start running side by side, but then quickly you need to run single file. While the paths along the edge of this mountain were well-maintained in Blood Peak Cove, proper now that you are outside kind of in the wilderness, there is still definitely a path. There used to be more people coming this way, but it hasn't been maintained. There have been rock slides. There's brush and overgrowth here. So you need to run single file in order to reduce your risk of falling off the face of a cliff. But it's only for maybe a hundred meters or so until you get to the point where Bones' map indicates you should cut through the mountain.
0: Castian turns the bend and he sees, uh, is it a cave or a a tunnel or a what?
1: It is a tunnel. It looks like an old mining shaft.
0: Castian mumbles to himself as he takes a step towards the mining tunnel. Why does it always end in a cave?
1: Caves are places of darkness. Where we must bring our own light.
0: Oh, this is not time for a lesson, Kida. I have my light. And Castine holds up his lightsaber in front of him and walks right into the cave.
1: When you walk just two or three meters into this tunnel, it's a very good thing that you have your lightsaber because there is absolutely no natural light that gets in here. This place has been abandoned long enough that if you hold your lightsaber up to the walls, you can see the places where lanterns were once installed, but they've been completely obliterated by time, by looters. There's only the rough holes where they were once installed. So unless you have something else that you wanna pull out, you're being guided literally by the light of your lightsaber.
0: Kida, look into the backpack, see if there's any back to patches they have on this thing. My arm's killing me.
1: Yes, I won't make you spend a destiny point for it. Yes, there are back to patches.
0: Could you help me out here? Quickly, just slap it on if you can. In order to do this quickly, Castine's just taking off the chest piece of the armor since right now they're just running. They're no longer trying to sneak by stormtroopers. He's taking off the chest piece and just dropping it on the ground.
1: And yes, Kita's is able to put the back to patch on you. So the Stimpak heals five wounds automatically. You can roll Discipline or Cool, whichever is better for you. No difficulty in order to heal one strain with each success.
0: Uh, I'm going to roll quickly for my strain. And yeah, I I only needed one and I rolled like two. So okay. uh, Castian has full strain and he has 16 out of his 19 wounds. So Castian has taken the Stimpak. He has gotten his strain back up. So they're just going to continue moving through this mineshaft.
1: Cassian, we have established that you have been in mineshafts before, and no matter the planet, no matter who is running it, there's really only so many ways that sentient species have figured out how to drill into big rocks to take out different rocks that they want to use. So there are pockets where suddenly the tight quarters around you expands as they found a natural air pocket. Or maybe it was once a gas pocket, then the miners met an unfortunate end when things ignited. There are T-junctions where it's very easy to get lost because they started to go off in a different direction when mining but keeps branching off more and more and more. Luckily, you have your map from Bone that you were able to download, so you don't have to worry about not having any kind of reception in here. Because even if there wasn't that dampening field that the Empire had put out, you're pretty sure that you would not be able to contact Bone from so deep inside this mountain. And of course, you also pass emergency bulkheads for situations like if they run into a flammable gas pocket, or any other type of emergency that might be happening, where you can slam down an emergency hatch, separating the danger from at least most of your crew, sometimes sacrificing people for the quote-unquote greater good of the mining company.
0: Castian is going to follow his map, and occasionally he'll point out these things to Kita just because Castian doesn't like the dark, and Sure, the heck does not like being underground, so this is kind of a defense mechanism for him. He's just trying to follow his map and get to the end before anyone can find them.
1: And because you're keeping up this rather steady stream of patter, Kida is the first one to say, We're not alone.
0: Castian's going to pause.
1: I would say put that away, but they already know what we're carrying.
0: Castian looks towards his lightsaber. And then he's going to turn behind him to see if, if there's somebody moving behind them or what.
1: Now that you're not speaking, the silence of the cave is oppressive. It's like a physical force that you can feel. And you are very, very aware, Castian, that you are underground, trapped. You have only a small map promising that, yes, there is an exit another hundred meters or so in front of you. And now you can hear through that oppressive silence, footsteps. And then suddenly in the darkness, the footsteps stop. And then it is no longer just your aquamarine blade cutting through the darkness, but a red lightsaber illuminates in the dark. The wielder holds it up to their face, Revealing the half-cybernetic face of High Inquisitor Tremaine. Give it up.
0: Give it up? I think not. I've had so much fun making a fool out of you all this time, Tremaine. And that fear that's that surrounding Castian right now is emboldering him a little bit. And he takes a step forward.
1: Kita reaches out
0: for your shoulder. Not the time, kid. There's only one of him and two of us. Oh no! I well... Castian's face goes absolutely frozen, and his jaw drops.
1: Another lightsaber is illuminated, <sniffs> and in the glow of two red lightsabers, you can see black on black on black as Darth Vader is in this tunnel directly behind Tremaine. Care to reevaluate your math, Tremaine says.
0: Ah, Agent Saya, how good it is for you to join us. Yeah, Castian is having flashbacks to dueling Vader and getting his butt whooped. Okay, so what am I rolling for being stuck in a cave, surrounded by darkness, which is already a fear check, facing down of my mentor, which I'm afraid of, who is backed up by Vader?
1: So this is going to be a formidable check that is five dice three of those are challenge dice
0: okay i failed i failed by one but i got a triumph so i'm terrified angela and i have an idea for a triumph if you will uh, allow me let's hear it castian is terrified He's never been so terrified in his entire life castians faced vader before but that was under controlled circumstances and even though one inquisitor did die vader was never out to hunt him vader was just dealing with him swatting him aside like a gnat so this fear absolutely feeds castian and he hears that voice in the back of his head that voice that's always telling him to fight harder to attack to show no mercy And instead of telling him to fight, to leap, to taunt, to go angry, the voice merely says, Run. And Castian's arm shoots out without him even realizing it. And he cuts into an emergency bulkhead cable. And an emergency bulkhead that you described earlier slams down in front of us.
1: With a triumph, I will allow it.
0: Castian backs away, just shaking and then looks towards Kida as if he was a child looking towards a mentor to tell him what to do. It's Veda, are sending Lord Veda at me. Time to move.
1: And Kida is going to grab your arm, the one that's not holding a lightsaber, and is going to start dragging you as behind you, you hear the whine of a lightsaber cutting through that emergency bulkhead. Like it's butter. These are thick, sturdy emergency bulkheads. As I said, these are designed to stand up against massive fireballs from explosive gas. And to a lightsaber, it means nothing.
0: Yeah, we're running as fast as we can. Taking bends, taking turns, whatever, to try to find the exit as quickly as possible.
1: Let's make that an athletics roll to see if you can outrun Vader and Tremaine. This is going to be a hard check. All three of those are upgraded.
0: Can I get a blue dice because Vader is kind of stuck behind a wall even though it's only momentarily?
1: I'll allow it.
0: I got one success. Good job. 3 I got 3 threats though. Ooh.
1: Cassian, you followed the map, running just as quickly as you can. But Vader isn't a person. Vader is a relentless force. He is the unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. And he's going to win. So even though you have run and run and run, and you can now see that light literally at the end of the tunnel... With every step you take, you hear his heavy footsteps getting closer. You hear the breathing. And even though he's still several meters away, it feels like he's breathing down your neck.
0: And it's echoing through the entire tunnel, which is a nightmare.
1: You hear Tremaine taunting you. He knows he has the upper hand. He knows you are just like that scared, half-feral boy that he pulled out of a mining pit, not so different from this one. Where do you think you can run, Castian? There is no corner of the galaxy that Lord Vader cannot find
0: you. Usually Castian would be all about quippy dialogue right now, but no, he's just running. He's terrified. He's grabbing Keita by the shoulder and dragging him along if he's not keeping up.
1: Leave him and make sure he cannot follow. And Castian, there is just a flash, an instantaneous vision, so real for a moment you think that you are actually doing it. As you see yourself take your lightsaber and stab Kida in the leg, forcing the old man to stay behind. And then just as quickly, you realize that your lightsaber is still in your hand. You haven't done anything yet. But the time to make a decision is now.
0: I'm going to not take the offered destiny points from Angela. No, Ka- Castian is not doing well as a uh, trying to be a lightsider, but he's not to the point where he's going to stab Keita in the leg. Maybe when he was an inquisitor, he would have done that to somebody. But no, Castian is going to continue to try, uh, like, run with Keita. You need to run. Leave me. I'm not leaving you, Kida. The only reason you're here is because of me, so I'm not going to have that on my guilty conscience.
1: If I stay, one Jedi dies. You carry something precious. Keep it safe. And he reaches deep within his robe and pulls out a book. A journal, really. And he shoves it into your chest. I believe in you, Castian. And as he shoves it into your chest, you feel once more the light side of the force being drawn upon as Kida is going to at least attempt to use the light side of the force and force move you back towards the light of the tunnel. Offering you a destiny point to do that without making him roll
0: yeah, Castian's kind of stunned that this guy's making a sacrifice and giving him a journal, even though he has no idea what it is. So, yeah, you know what? I will accept that.
1: And you watch for just a fleeting moment as, after he pushes you away, Kida turns back around and activates his lightsaber pike and then charges into the darkness.
0: Kida! Damn it! Castian says as he just kind of stays there on the ground for a few seconds as he hears the sound of battle taking place. And then Castian closes his eyes and is a little surprised when he feels a tear go down his cheek for crying over a man who he hated for so long. And then he's shaking his head. Then he pushes himself off the ground and he's charging down the path to try to run to wherever Bone told him to get to.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Solo Shot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.